I, I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> but anyway, moving forward. Now we're getting to college football. I know David will be having his college football winners and losers pretty soon. But we get to start off with some college football. Yeah, this was uh, from... Storyline. Wait a minute, Frank. Before you get into that, it's great to have this music back on. It seems like... Oh, absolutely. Blew the dust off of it. Because it's college football season. Yep. Go ahead, Frank. It's two weeks away. So this is uh, from Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. These are some storylines for the season. I'm going to ask you and David if you buy or sell on them. So let's start off first, titled A Parody of Parity. And they go on to say that for the second straight season at least, Alabama and Clemson have separated themselves from the pack. Heck, because we know Clemson is ruling the roost in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Which is which, a garbage time. Actually, I, I went to, as you know, everyone, I went to a uh, college basketball coaches, well, not college, point guard college, PGC coaches clinic conference. And we talked to the coach and we talked about football. And one thing we talked about was that Clemson is dominating because the ACC is pretty, should be actually known as the A. SS ass. <laughs> because it's a very bad conference. Oh yeah, you're Clemson's just on another planet. It is. It's true. It is on another planet. But the rest of those teams, you just know that they're going to be automatically put in the college football final four. But now the ACC is known as the ASS in college football. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to ask you guys. Eyes. How? Eyes. So is it pretty much a race buy or sell it's a race for just two spots in the playoff given that Alabama and Clemson you can pretty much pencil them in mm-hmm. for the final four Derek do you buy or sell that buy David how about you bye okay unless Nick Saint, Saint Nick messes up really bad yeah. I, and I think the, the Alabama really wants to redeem themselves after losing to Clemson I think they're on a mission to prove something and 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 Let's face it. I mean, they got all the talent, and they've got two organized coaches. It looks like it's a rivalry building up here, but obviously Clemson has the lock because they're in a very poor conference. And now Dino Babers knocked them off. Yeah, um, well, it was a couple seasons ago. Yeah, so we that, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to buy that one. Okay, next. now so we'll we'll go to Bama's conference, the SEC. Now. I thought it was dollar sign. <laughs> eh, yeah, that's an old bit. Yeah, but here, here's what Good it is. One, though. Before Alabama and Clemson match up again, inevitably, it seems like Alabama and Georgia will meet for the SEC championship. I mean, things have kind of gotten going with Kirby Smart now at Georgia to try and make them into. Who one of their linebackers Alabama just transferred. 2.0. Alabama, one of, their, one of the Georgia linebackers just transferred to Florida. Yeah, I saw that. So, oh, if so, with them set to meet, pretty much the favorites to meet in the SEC championship. Hip, hip. Do you buy or sell that if Georgia doesn't get it done 
does Kirby Kirby Smart's leash will be shorter at Georgia since obviously Nick Saban's not going anywhere. Do you guys buy or sell? Has he only been there like two years? Yeah. Because for one, he's trying to because so. in the last two meetings that Georgia's had with Bama, they've blown two double digit leads. Sell. So. Yeah, I yeah. know fans want to make things bigger than what they are, but think about it. You are in the elite level of college football. You're, you're relevant, and you're losing to one of the bigger powerhouse teams. I mean, eventually, hopefully, you can beat them. But remember, before he got there, was Georgia irrelevant? No. No. I mean, they were. They had some good years under Mark Rick, but they pretty much said just – Getting to the chi- just getting to the championship, getting beat or whatever—that's not good enough. And at least Georgia's gotten to the playoff, right? Yeah, they did. And they got to the championship game, right? Yeah, with Smart at the helm, right? So, so I, I sell that, but unfortunately, I, I think the arrogance of the SEC's ads, where everyone thinks they can compete for a championship, and that's just not true. It's one of the better conferences overall, I think. But well. I guess, somewhere. but I think we can we can all we can agree that but, it's on. top. It's very top. It's, it's top, top heavy. heavy, and so. I don't know. I I really think Georgia. Who once again here comes the question: You shorten the lease, but who are you going to bring in? Yeah, I sell. What do you think, David? Yeah, well, first I sell the fact that it's a short lease, but I also sell the fact that Georgia Georgia is an automatic ride in into that SEC championship game. I think Florida beats them this year. Yeah, go well, Gator, Gator Chomp. I, I mean that. Well, that's that's something I'm gonna reserve for when we actually have our college football preview show. Stay tuned. But I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I really like what Dan Mullen's been doing at Florida as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can. So I would say stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Next. So, so here's one, and this one has to deal with James Joseph Harbaugh, and it says Michigan's coach isn't on the hot seat. Far from it, but. If his team team doesn't at least beat Ohio State and reach the Big Ten championship game this season, his time at Michigan is going to have to be reevaluated. Now, that mean that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean he's gonna he's got to worry about getting canned. But if he doesn't beat if Michigan does not beat Ohio State this year and go to Indianapolis, the Heat will be. Ratcheted up pretty big on Jim Harbaugh. Do you guys buy or sell that? Buy. I tell you why. He he's had time. You had the Urban effect. And let's face it, Urban's just a really class act coach with a lot of talent. Um, obviously, as Steve Spurrier said, the old ball coach. You're only as good as your talent in your schedule, which is true. But now he's going against the first year head coach, and Ryan Day runs a lot of stuff like Urban Meyer. But there's eventually you got to get to a point where you got to get over the hump. This is probably the one year, and Michigan's good now. I mean, they 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 lost to Notre Dame early last year, then they went on that winning streak, and then they ended up uh, playing Ohio State, and, and where they where they got rickrolled. <laughs> but then again, two years ago, before that, the season before, some people think they got cheated with the first down call. So, I I last year I said. No big deal. He's made once again. This is another situation where you've made a program relevant because they were really going to fall off the map, and that's a prestigious. Let's face it, Michigan's a football school, and it's a prestigious program, and he brought them back. But here's the reason why I buy 
because he has a lot of antics and because of his history of rubbing people the wrong way. He just rubs people the wrong way the longer he stays. And people are forgiving him of him of his antics because he's winning. But there's there's that John Cooper effect I like to put in there. He ain't beating the team that they really brought him in there to beat, and that's Ohio State. You beat Ohio State, you can get the championship game. We don't know what could happen either. Not to mention the bowl game losses to Florida. Yeah. that That's another thing that a lot of Michigan fans are starting to grumble about. And there's a lot of Michigan fans that are upset that think that we're supposed to be this storied program, but you only have, what, one or two national championships? I mean, and they think they're wasting time with Harbaugh. They want to get a guy that's more buttoned up with a lot less of the of the stupid stuff. So, yes, I think I will buy that. If they don't beat Ohio State, the heat's going to ramp up. And the Michigan fans that were grumbling, that kind of were keeping their mouths shut because, you know, at least the program was relevant, are going to start calling on your, what, Justin Spiro show, Mike Valeni show, and whatever, and start being louder. All right. Bye. David, what say ye? Yeah, I also buy with that. I think, kind of like Derek said, you've had all this time, you've built up your program, and yes, there's Urban Meyer effect, but if you're kind of, at this Michigan, you kind of came and saying, hey, my one goal is the international championship, my goal is to beat Ohio State, restore this prestige to University of Michigan. Yeah, you've had a couple kind of solid players, you've had high drafts, you've had some success. But in terms of the hardware, in terms of at the end of the season, where are you? They've always come up short. And so I think even for a team like Michigan, where, yes, the expectations are high, but that's why you came to the program, first of all. And second of all, that's just kind of Michigan football being that, and I I hate to say it, but that arrogant about their program being a top-tier program. Like, yeah, you have to be Ohio State or else, I wouldn't be surprised if either they revalue him or they let him go after the season. Yeah. And, of course, uh, and, David, I know you'll say this, you don't like the fact that you got uh, drop-kicked by Ohio State at the end of the season. Well, as you would say, be better tomorrow. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you got got beat by Ohio State and you got embarrassed by Florida. Yeah. So, be be better tomorrow. Gator Chomp. Okay. All right. Frank, so here's the ne- here's the next one. On uh, let's go with uh, old guy, old guys who have come back to coaching. There's been okay. There's been like 27 teams that have changed coaches, but there's the fine old guys. There's like Les Miles who or, went or, to Kansas. Mac Mac Brown to. Uh, do you mean retreads? I think yeah. retreads is a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, uh, yeah, his Mac Brown at North Carolina. So now what? Here's what. Here's what. I, here's what I'm gonna ask you guys. Guys, who had? Who ends up having more success because uh, between Mac Brown and Les Miles because they're taking over pretty bad spots for football. I've heard this about Les Miles to go over Kansas, right? Yes. I mean, Kansas is just a dumpster fire. Well, remember toward the late 2000s. Well, yeah, they had a couple of good, good years, years under Mark Mangino. Yes. They had that run of the Orange Bowl. Yeah, so it's and possible, but here's a problem. The, pro- the thing is, Kansas, nobody cares about uh, football. It's a basketball school. I mean, you can say the same about North Carolina, but I think North Carolina... There, I think football's kind of been a little bit 
had some consistency there, and then they just kind of went kaput. Depends where the line is for success, to find success for Kansas. If Kansas is just competitive in the Big 12, that's a success for Les Miles. Now, with his pedigree, people think that he's going to get Kansas to be getting the bowl games every year, elite bowl games, uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Six power, you know, New Year's Six uh, bowl games, and maybe a playoff. That's a little too high. I, I really think if he can just get Kansas to be competitive and get to bowl any bowl game, maybe a New Year's Six every two to three years, I think that's a, a great success for him. But the problem is. You're surrounded by schools like you got Matt Campbell that knows how to recruit at Iowa yeah. State. You got Iowa that's going to beat the Big Ten's going to get. Him. You got Nebraska that's going to be there to get you. Not to mention, as you said, it's a basketball school. What is the administration trying to do? Are they going to make football relevant? Are they going to put money into facilities? We already know that most of the money goes to Kansas and Fog Allen and in the and Bill Self in that program. Not to mention, yeah. you're under the shadow of a Hall of Fame basketball hall of fame coach so as i've learned from coaching obviously a lot of time it deals with the administration if the administration is on board with your vision and you know you set up mutually uh decided on what you define as success with the program kansas will be successful if it's some just willy-nilly you know hey you're hired and we got expectations that are really bad or on you know just not attainable this will be a complete failure uh, who's the other coach? Um, Mac Brown at North Carolina. I mean, that's a, that's his second tour of duty there. I, it can work. They once again, though, the, the thing about it is they don't have any pressure. Think about it. It's not a football fact. Like Jim Harbaugh has pressure because of Michigan's rich football tradition. Yeah, I mean, North, two basketball. Truthfully, schools. I think North Carolina's got a little bit more football tradition. But I mean, that's that's saying that they have more of the kids. Like saying that. Uh, Riding a bike is better than walking. And what conference is Mac Brown in? He's in the ACC. No, he's in the ASS. Oh, yeah. The ASS conference. It's ASS. <laughs> the, a- the Atlantic Coastal yeah, Conference. Atlantic. Let's just call it yes, that. Yes, it's Atlantic. So it's easier for him. Think about it. I, re- I really think he probably won't be Clemson. But if he does, he'll be pretty much put on a throne. But other than Clemson, he could probably get 9 to 10 wins easily there. And that's a success for that program. As long as you make that football program just stay relevant, send some kids in the NFL, he will never get fired from there. He will be looking like he's a kid. Unless he does something stupid like change grades or, you know, some kind of, uh, yeah. you know, some type of uh, uh, investigation or something that really puts a black eye on the program. So I think out of the two, Mac Brown will probably have the better road to success than than Les Miles because of the situation he's in, the conference he's in. Big 12's a meat grinder anyway. So I would think I would go with Mac Brown being the more success. All right, David, how about you? Who has more success, Mac Brown or Les Miles? Well, I would actually take the opposite approach. I think because Les Miles is coming into a situation in Kansas where it is that much abysmal in terms of the football program, Anything that he does is going to be a significant upgrade over what they've experienced the past decade or so. I think for Mac Brown in North Carolina, yeah, you've had a couple of success here or there. You know, six, seven wins, like that's the expectation. That's kind of the bottom line. And so if they get the six wins, that would just kind of be okay, keeping the ship going along, cold and steady. Maybe they get the seven, eight wins, who knows? But I think in terms of Les Miles in Kansas, if they can get up to five wins, like they may 
gives Les Miles a lifetime contract. And then just kind of thinking about administration as well as just Les Miles as a personality, as a coach that you want to play for. I think a lot more people, if they had an offer from Kansas, an offer from North Carolina at the same position, I think a lot more people would want to go to Kansas. And yeah. that still starts to build up that football program just a little bit. Even if they don't make a whole lot of noise or Les Miles doesn't come in right away like Matt Campbell did at Iowa State or Lincoln Riley did in his first year in Oklahoma, I think establishing kind of just kind of framework and building from there, I think Les Miles can steal a win or two from somebody and kind of help jumpstart that program. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's possible in Kansas. There was a bright spot, so I don't think it's a total loss, but it's it's going to be difficult, and there's no fans at a Kansas game. I mean, yeah. the, only, the only highlight that the Kansas has gotten the last two years is when Baker Mayfield grabbed his crotch at one of their home games. <laughs> I mean, that's the only time you really seen men had Kansas be relevant. All right, yeah. next subject. So this has been a pretty big quarterback transfer class. You got Jalen Hurts, who's gone now at Oklahoma got a, who's probably going to take over for Kyler Murray. Duh. Austin Kendall, who was at Oklahoma, he's now expected to be the takeover at West Virginia. Duh. Justin Fields will be taking over at Ohio State. Duh. And former Ohio State QB Tate Martell may take over at Miami and former Clemson. A couple Duh. former Clemson QBs, Kelly Bryant to Missouri, Hunter Johnson to Northwestern, and former Georgia QB Jacob Eason eligible at Washington. So what I'm going to ask you guys is, Let's just pick a few, and let's say Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, or Jacob Eason. Which one of those three has the best year? I think Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts does? Well, Mart- the, the Ohio State quarterback, was it Martell? To yeah, Miami. Tate Martell Tate. is at Miami. I've been hearing some good stuff about him. Out of there. They're saying he's the real deal, almost equivalent, and I, this is what I've been hearing. Almost equivalent to Jim Kelly at Miami. That that's some high praise. So he's gonna be on my watch list. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with someone proven, Jalen Hurst, who's pretty much been in a program and you know helped them win national championships. I think he'll probably have the best season. But I'm telling you, watch out for Martell over there at Miami. David, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I would also occur with the Tate Martell kind of out of Miami. Strong praises. He'll probably, he'll probably end up being the week one starter, but there's so many comments there. So, good situation to have in terms of quarterbacks in Miami. But in terms of kind of the transfers, I really think, again, Jalen Hurts coming. He has the experience. He's not going to be swayed by high-pressure situations or high-pressure games. And going into a situation in Oklahoma where they're primed and ready to not just win the Big 12, but get back to the college football playoff. And in the playoffs, anything can happen. And so I think, do I think he'll win the Heisman, like Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray? Probably not. But do I think he'll have a successful year and be a first-round draft pick? Absolutely. Because he has the skills. And he showed both at Alabama and he'll show this year at Oklahoma. All right. I I personally, I, I have a feeling it's going to be Justin Fields just because I think uh, Ryan Day, I think, is, going to, is a great offensive mind. So... We'll see what happens. Now, kind of speaking of Ohio State, here's a buy or sell for you. We have not seen the last of Urban Meyer. Buy or sell? Sell. You think think he's done? 
Yeah. It's it just something about his body language. And I, I think the whole Ohio State thing, I think, took a lot out of him. And what else does he have to prove? David, how about I, you? But, but then right. again, I would say the, the last of him for a while. I think it, it, it for him, he, he's got the option of being very picky. I would think the only way I would think that Urban Meyer would come back is if maybe Notre Dame opened up. He would take maybe the Notre Dame job. I mean, he, he did start out. I mean, he had some good years in Notre Dame uh, in the late 90s before he got the BG. Uh, but other than that, it, it I, people fail to realize how much when you do coaching, it, it's so much behind the scenes BS that you got to deal with besides just coaching the players. And, and, and coaching the players and winning is easy, well, to an extent. But all the, the, the staff and the administration, I think he's only going to go if there's a right situation. There ain't going to be no rebuild job or anything like that. So, But I think for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if Urban Meyer came back in 10 years. But I think in this next 10 years, he'll probably be doing the um, easy. Well, he's Well, he's, cur- he's supposed to be an uh, analyst on uh, Fox. On Fox. Mm-hmm. I guess he's also... Kept himself busy teaching, mm-hmm. assistant athletic directing, running mm-hmm. a restaurant, and mm-hmm. okay, but uh, doing just doing stuff in life to maybe be around his family, just doing other. In- I mean, you get burnt out. I mean, it's yeah. just football, 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 and that's the same thing with any sport. You after a while, it's just like how many times can you break down plays? How many times can you? You know, just be around football. After a while, it's like, dude, I kind of want to have a, a life. I mean, I, I love basketball, but you, you sometimes you got to take breaks or you'll just go insane. Yeah. David, how about you? Do you think we've, do you buy or sell that we have seen the last of Urban Meyer? Uh, I will sell it. And I, I think, I say that it's kind of similar to Derek, kind of, it's going to be a while. But I think, Instead of it being kind of the wear and tear or the burnout of coaching, I think it could be more related to kind of all of the off the field issues with his coaching decisions and his staff and everything that happened at Ohio State. And so I think once that gets out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people, and people aren't really kind of going to investigate that too much, then okay, he'll say, okay, he's tied down. Let me get back into the coaching because now no one's talking about it. And do I think he'll probably be back on the sidelines again? Yeah, because we've seen it with a bunch of these coaches. Like, at some point, you kind of get away from the game, but then after a while, you get that itch, you sit in front of a TV, and you're like, I miss not just the Saturdays, but the, everything that leads up to it, and the joy and the thrill, even at the sacrifice of your own personal health. I mean, we see Bruce Arians in the pro game. Yeah. Neen, I pers- I think we have not seen the last of Urban because, and here's why, because there's a couple of big schools who have coaches on the hot seat, and I'll get to those in a moment. But I think you, if USC decides to whack Clay Helton, or if Auburn decides to whack Gus Malzahn, I think Urban Meyer would be on their list. And I'll tell you, if Urban ends up at Auburn, because here's why I think they go for him, because he's actually beaten Nick Saban before. Think about that. Yeah, Saban yeah. versus Urban in the Iron Bowl. <laughs> that would be theater. 
Well, that's what I think you're looking at. You're looking at the theater perspective. No, I, I, I think, think it would be it'd be good. It'd be entertaining. It'd be, it'd, yeah, it, well, yeah, it'd be entertaining for me and you. But if he's saying he really has health issues like he's having, I don't know if Urban or I don't think Auburn's a very good option for him. One, the SEC week in and week out, they expect a lot, even if your team is ass. And that Nick Saban versus Urban, my how much longer does Nick Saban have anyway? But the fact of the matter is. I could see that, but I think he wants to go to a job like a Notre Dame or somewhere where he has ties to it. What's the ties that he really has in Auburn? <laughs> I mean, remember, um, coaching is all about a relationship game more than anything. And if you ain't got no ties somewhere, a lot of coaches are like, eh. Some take the challenge, but some are like, eh, if I ain't got the ties there, this is going to be a dead-end situation for me. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of hot seat coaches, I'm going to rattle off a few, and I'll ask you guys, do you – Buyer sell that these coaches are on the hot seat. One, Clay Helton at USC, hot seat. Buyer sell. You know Mike Jinx is there now, former BGSU coach. I think oh. he's his running back coach. Oh, okay, yeah, because they said that they brought in that he brought in uh, former Texas Tech QB Graham Harrell. Mm-hmm. And Mike uh, Jinx is Mike Jinx is there. Yeah, so I guess he's trying to bring a bunch of Texas Tech guys, and they're running the air right there. But you buy or sell? Clay Helton is on the hot seat. Buy. Because it's USC and they they expect excellence, and under you got to understand either you're a student of the game or you're a fan of the game. Unfortunately, there's very few students of the game in all sports across the board, and the fandomonium steps in, and the administration wants to be winning quickly. And if if they have a subpar season, whether it's seven or eight wins, they're going to be like, well, it's not like Pete Carroll's days when we were dominant in the early part of the century. And I say hot seat. David, how about you? Yeah, I say hot seat. Similar reason. You're in the Pac-12 where it's not really a tough or strong conference. You're coming in with the expectations of, hey, we're one of those quote-unquote marquee programs. And, yeah, you have to put it for a shut up. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Urban Meyer's name comes up there as well. Goes out to Los Angeles, can pretty much build a fence around LA for recruiting, thing, and doesn't. It's not going to be as stiff a competition as in the SEC. And speaking of the SEC, Gus Malzahn, hot seat, buy or sell? Mm, he's actually been pretty successful at Auburn, though. Well, but the thing is, it. Auburn's schedule this year is brutal. They got to open up with Oregon to open the season, and. I mean, plus, they're, I think their road schedule in the SEC is pretty tough, too. And if they if they end up going 7-5 and five or worse, they're saying that he could get fired. I'll say a bye, just because, once again, the fandomonium of Auburn and, and the unexpected, you know, the unrealistic expectations they want of the program. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like Gene Chizik's final year where it was just an outright disaster. But also, Gene Chizik, didn't he have a lot of allegations or something, too? Uh, he would David, to. Chizik went out he, well, they were they went three and nine in his last year, and they fired him. But there was also some other stuff that was going on off the field, wasn't there? There might, there might have been. That kind of was well, kind of was the scapegoat where it was like, oh, you know, three and nine, and stuff also doesn't happen off the field. Uh, bye bye. But yeah, once again, now if, if Melzon does go three and nine, I, yeah, I think he's going to get fired. Seven and five, gray area. Um, he needs a nine and three season. But but then again. 
what coach isn't on the hot seat in a conference like the SEC? Almost seems like all the SEC coaches are on the hot seat. <laughs> David. Well, Nick Saban's not. Well, obviously, you're right. If you're not, if your name's not Nick Saban, you're on the hot seat at any SEC school. So we could say that I was going to ask you guys if Ed Orgeron was. So I think <sighs> we could say yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the cute press conferences and the voice. Yeah, and the, and you need a Hummer. Oh, George's got you. Talk about Jojo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, an, that's an old killer from an old commercial. Uh. Right. You know, he, he with Ordrin, and I'll let David talk because he's the football guy. He, he, with him, it, it, yeah, it's cool and everything, but after a while, it's like you need to start getting some W's. And yeah, like I said, every SEC coach is on the hot seat because of the arrogance of the SEC. David? Yeah. Well, I would say with the arrogance of the SEC, most should be on the hot seat. I don't think either Ed Orgeron or Gus Malzahn are actually on the hot seat, mainly because they've actually tried to be competitive against Alabama and granted, you know, tries and almost only counts as, you know, horseshoes and grenades. <laughs> but at the same time, they're actually, you know, you can see the vision that uh, Gus Malzahn has for Auburn. You've seen him be competitive and challenge Alabama, you know, uh, similar with uh, Ed Orgeron and LSU, you see them trying to get back to kind of what worked LSU historically, getting back to the defense, trying to get a running game established together. But yeah, in the SEC, everyone's just crazy, and they expect, hey, we can beat Alabama, even if we have the worst team in the conference. Yeah. A couple more, and then... So here know. here we go, a couple, couple more hot seat coaches. Uh Lovey Smith at Illinois, nine and twenty-seven, and in his career, but they're saying that he's bringing in guys for the Chicago area, even though it might be kind of shady. I'm not saying I buy that part; I'm just reporting it. Buy or sell, Lovey Smith. You guys know how I feel about him. <laughs> yes, I know. I know you're not. You're not too fond. You're probably not that fond of him. <laughs> not a bad coach. Oh no, I, I don't think, think a lot a- of good years in Chicago were wasted because he didn't either try to get an offensive minded coordinator or at least be open minded. And I get real. I get real leery of coaches that don't get open minded. Just kind of stick with their philosophy. And I understand you stick with what you know. But as a coach, you always tell kids they need to get uncomfortable and try. That's how you evolve. And then you, you guys become a coach, and they don't try to get uncomfortable. They evolve. And that's here with him. I, I really think you know. Yeah, it's cool that you can grow out a, a black Santa beard, but you know that's that's not making the, the programming uh, relevant. I think he had a, a a probation period because of how everything ended with Beckman, and in Illinois football program was a total mess so he gets that with that being said i think he's extended another couple years i don't think he's really on the hot well, seat. well he did just get a recent contract extension yeah. and the and the reason why is because of all what happened with beckman in in the football program and they just said he pretty much took over a program that was terrible so yeah. now that he's getting his guys in because think about it it takes about three or four years to get a cycle in now that he's getting his guys in and guys and that are, are, are getting, maturing. He's getting guys from the Chicago area getting a pipeline there, kind of similar to what the they had with the D.C. pipeline with the Zucker. 
but is Chicago really Illinois is not a football state. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Chicago has some pretty decent football, but I mean, if, if you're trying to get the big boys, yeah, you're going out of Illinois to get. I mean, now if it was basketball and he had the Chicago pop line, he would be having the squad. But let's be honest, Illinois is not a football state, and Chicago's not really known for football. So yeah, he could be bringing in the Chicago guys. I mean, you may, you acting like he's bringing in a mafia guys or somewhere. Al Capone's great great grandson is coming, you know, the the clean house or something. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I think, I'm just, I think I'm just has, saying I've heard that there's something involving a bag, bag like in the wire or something. I'm not, again, I'm not I'm not saying I believe he, it. If he's paying, it could, paying I mean, money for f- football players from Chicago, then he needs to be fired. Now, if he was paying money to get football players from Ohio, California, Florida, Texas, that's a totally different situation. But if you're going to Chicago to really buy football players, well, then yeah, maybe you need to get fired. <laughs> Alright, um, David, how about you? Yeah, I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. No. I okay. mean, to be fair... I mean, they do kind of have good football, I mean, in Illinois. I mean, between Northwestern and Northern Illinois. I would look at their lineups and see where all those kids are from. They ain't from all from Illinois. I mean, there's going to be a sprinkle of kids. But if let's be honest. If you really want good football players, you got to go to Ohio, California, Texas, Florida. Maybe steal a couple kids from New York. Maybe a couple kids in the in in the in the Maryland uh, D.C. area. Well, yeah, because Illinois used to have a big pipeline to D.C. Juice Williams was from Washington D.C. Aurelius Ben was from Washington D.C. Right, but like I said, but then the problem is, look at all the schools that are surrounding you that are plucking off the kids. Yeah, but anyways, here's it. Another Big Ten coach on the hot seat, Chris Ash at Rutgers. I I'd say he probably should have been fired after last year, but why? They went one and eleven. But who is Rutgers? Come on, it's 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 he took over a program that was just desperate. If you're gonna sit there and say that, don't fire Lovey Smith. You definitely can't fire Chris Ash. And I mean, I really think he's doing a. It, but it's Rutgers. It's you're not gonna. David, go ahead. I, I David, uh, I'll let you preach on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one. Like, we just talked about football in Illinois. I mean, how many football players are we talking about in New Jersey? First of all, right. And second of all, you're coming to a school in Rutgers that bottom tier Big Ten that we talked about for years shouldn't even have gone to the Big Ten in the first place outside right. of the money and the access to New York. Right. So. Is it really like a big ten school? Or is it more like a power five that kind of snuck in because of money? Like Rutgers has never had a good football program, even when they were successful. They were like okay, middle of the road here. Yeah, in the Big East. Yeah, they weren't that. Team. Yeah, except for except for a couple, except for maybe one year where they were in the top half of the Big East. I think it was two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, they had. I mean, the Big East isn't even a football conference, right? I mean, yeah. They, they got UConn coming back, but is <laughs> UConn, UConn football any good? Well, he, look, you—I'll just say UConn uh, foot, UConn football maybe uh, the days of UConn football could probably be numbered. They're not going to have a conference, and they're not having a lot of success again. But again, it's another basketball school, so I think I wouldn't be. I will. I'll say this right now: I would not be surprised within the next five years if. Uh, UConn football goes bye-bye. 
I want to say bye bye. Maybe the FB or FCS. Maybe. Um, well, it's, that could be. I don't think it's going to just get rid of the program, but it could yeah. be FCS. Yeah. Um. But here, here's here's the la- last of the hot seat. Yeah. And this Willie Taggart at Florida State. <sighs> we should have been. He should have never been hired. I don't know why they hired this guy. He is straight trash buckets. <laughs> I know David likes him, but da- yeah, David, your boy Willie Taggart has been a disaster. Yeah, I think it was just kind of, I don't want to say doomed from the start, but there were some ruffles and mumblings as far as why do you kind of leave a situation like you were in to take over kind of, not so much a rocky situation, but Jimbo had some success, and then he just went to go get the money. And so now it's looking like, hey, you're just coming here to get the money, get the big market at the prestigious kind of historical program in Florida State. So yeah, it hasn't worked out. I think it was and more Florida State's football. You hired a guy, what was he, 7-5? and five? Where was he at, Oregon he, State? No, or, he was at Oregon. Oregon. And they, he was they, at Oregon. He came after Chip Kelly, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he and that program. I, no, 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 no. He was there after after Chip Kelly. It was actually he replaced Mark Helfrich. Helfrich, yes. Yeah, because Helfrich had a really bad year. They fired him, and then Tiger comes in for a year, and then oh, I'm gonna go back to I'm going back to Florida, going to Florida State, and uh, yeah, so let's just say that. Uh, how about? And I don't think any crab legs from uh, a famous alumni are going to be able to save them this year. Yeah, yeah, this that yeah, I agree with David. It, this was not a good fit. The program and really, it was just a mess. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of went long winded on that, but you know, when well, I was you in that, went long. I know. On that. I was going to say that you. I was about to say that I was the last one, Frank. It well, it was because David has a, a time limit. What we're going to probably what we're going to do is. He's going to do one divisional preview. We'll hold off next week for the other one, and then the Rich Paul. Sounds good. And which one you want? AFC North or the South? Well, I think, let's just get the Steelers right out of the way. Okay, we'll do the Before North. So Frank got long-winded on this subject about forty-six minutes, mm-hmm. and that saves only a half hour for David, who has to get out of here about one o'clock yeah. because he's part of his, you know, his church now. So we will do about fifteen minutes of the AFC North. And, or maybe 20 minutes, and then talk a little bit about the Rich Paul rule. This would be kind of interesting. I, I want to see what David's talking about. But anyway, you listen to 88.3 WTs after further review. If you missed the show, we got it live. We'll share it on the Facebook page. Also, we're on SoundCloud and on iTunes after further review. If you're on iTunes, which you should be. Everyone should have an iPhone. I think it's the best phone. This is my opinion. Uh, go make sure you go and give us five stars. If you give us five stars, it circulates around on other people's iPhones or it suggests that this show should be subscribed to. Uh, but we always have good content for you. Anyway, talk a little bit about the AFC North coming up next here on 88.3 WCDs after further review.